Blog Talk Radio. There's no earthly way of knowing. <laughs> Good man is on fire. Which direction we are going? Narekio Camino. It would have been DWI. A tipping point. Good evening, good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and all the ships at sea. It is time once again for the tipping point. We are joined tonight by Booker, wrestler, and trainer extraordinaire, Murder One, and it's that promises to be an explosive, exciting show. Speaking of explosive and exciting, that is me and Larry's code names when we're out on the beach as cops. <laughs> so explosive is Larry Goodman. How you doing tonight, Larry? Not feeling too explosive, but um, glad <laughs> glad to be here. I I I, I hope you're uh, recovering well from the the arduous weekend. You. Uh, went through with all that driving and all the stops you made and all the this, this stuff you were doing, man. That was a hell of a weekend for you. I got it in, as the kids say for sure. I gave myself, you know, Sunday. Oh, <laughs> Sunday, I was like, okay, I'll get back relatively early because I did a part of the driving Saturday night late after we got out of Hankins. But, man, I went straight to my kids and basically hung out with them. But, boy, I crashed hard. But then the next day, had to drive up here to Clearwater. So I would estimate that I have done 20 hours of driving in like three or four days. So Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. But worth it. I mean, I had a wonderful weekend, that was for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, an old person like me just can't hold up to that kind of stuff anymore. I know you guys were there, according to your your full disclosure in uh, uh, P-List, you were there until four in the morning. With Hank and yeah. Bailey, and I just, yeah, I just can't, couldn't hang with that. <laughs> you, you, you put it this way, I was out and about so late, or early in the morning, depending on how you want to do it, they almost didn't let me check in at the hotel, because they're like, we're not supposed to take anybody after 5 a.m. for a, for an 11 o'clock checkout. Right. So I had, right. To, I had to talk them into it. I was just like, dude, either, you know, I'm going to get five or six hours sleep here, or I'm going to sleep in your parking lot, you know, (laughs) it's up to you. So he was just like, okay, (laughs) but I had a ball. Yeah. And I, you know, it was all there in the, uh, the full disclosure, which has proved to be very, very popular. So we had a, um, just to pick up on a couple things that you didn't catch in the full disclosure because the reports weren't up yet. Of course, we did get yeah. reports in from uh, Heritage and WrestleMerica. And, um, you know, WrestleMerica said 345 people. What the that world? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what they reported. And I do did, you know, I know Rob Rod um, didn't make it there, but I did have an eyewitness person there in the crowd whose uh, who opinion I trust who um, 
said it was a it was a real good house, and it was a real good show. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they they I didn't I did not get anything about how they did in Dothan. I was kind of curious about that. Um, and the only you know the notable change was um, that Judas was not at WrestleMania and Logan Creed subbed for him. Okay. Um, uh, my my uh, my my eyes on the in, on the scene said that the Rock and Roll Express were moving pretty good in the ring Saturday or uh, Sunday afternoon. Do you see Morton did a Canadian destroyer, Larry? You know, you I think I forgot to ask. <laughs> I forgot to ask if he did that or not. I remember Dream Girl <laughs> Ellie talking about that when we had her on the show. Um, and of yeah. course, she was there. She was. I, I I would have enjoyed that. She's the one who winded up wound up wrestling uh, Ryan North in his his. Uh, really? Yes. Oh, was Dream fantastic. Girl Ellie. I bet. I bet I that al- was pretty choice. <laughs> I bet it was. Yes. I. You know, I almost entered that. Because when I thought, like, oh, I'm going to be there for the weekend, why don't I enter the contest to wrestle Ryan North? That might be fun. But I think oh, uh, Dream God. Girl Ellie was a stellar, stellar choice for sure. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately for Heritage, they did they drew very poorly. Um, I saw they drew with 30? 35, like 40, something like, something like that. Yeah, just not good at all. Aye, 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 aye. Larry, what's, what is your take to put you on the spot here? What are they going to do, man? I mean, I know it's a tough game, and it's a marathon, not a sprint, and 500 other cliches, but what's the number well, one thing you think they got to do differently? I think they got to – and as you've said, they've got to promote better. Now, this time they did promote better. However, they were sandwiched between Southern Fried and Hardcore Hell. So mm. they, were, uh, they, were in a, they were in a tough spot in December to try to draw with those two big shows – you know, on the bookends there. So they're going to come back January the 15th. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think they, the other thing they need to do is, is promote better who's on the show and what's going to be happening. Because, well, you know, I see names, but I don't, I don't get any sense of what's really going to take place or what are the real angles that are, that are running. Um, right. I, you know, I was reminded of this because the guy that I knew in Colorado, C-Block, died. And when I was talking about him, I was reminded of, you know, you know, we drew ridiculous numbers for that show. Now, granted, it was a different time, but, Larry, we never worked in front of less than – I mean, a, a horrible show for us was 400 people. We would get pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason was everybody who was on that show was expected to sell 10 tickets. Uh-huh. <laughs> and – uh, you know, that's an amazing head start, right? If you have 20 people on the show, you've got 200 tickets sold before you ever open the doors. And, man, I mean, not that I think that they necessarily – Mike Jackson, as much as people malign and make fun of him, if you've got to get out there and hustle the tickets, if you've that's got to make some want. kind of – I mean, you you got to make some kind of Japanese arrangement. You know how the Japanese used to always do sellouts in the 90s? They would just they get uh, the, the Yakuza would lean on businesses to quote oh, yeah, unquote yeah. sponsor the show, and then they would just pick it. Well, guess what? You just got a thousand tickets here. You know, they would take the money, give them the tickets, and then they would just give the tickets out. And so they were. That's why they're always doing sellouts and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not saying do that, but I am saying they got to find a way to generate 
show, and if it's selling tickets out of a business that's sympathetic towards them or whatever, they have to go that route until they catch. Because if they think, well, just run a show once a month, hope people show up, promote on Facebook, it's not going to work. They've got to beat the bushes. Or they've got to well, do the work. Per- particularly when they're trying to feature a lot of different guys that are not familiar so much to fans in Cornelia. And I think that's kind of an issue too. Like why come out and see these people we don't know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've got, they've got a, they've got some, definitely got some things to address there. No doubt. No doubt. And I, I mean, I don't I'm know really what... rooting for them, you know, I'm really Me rooting too. for them, but man, I mean, it's just, it's untenable. You cannot do a show with 30 people in that building again and again and again. So, And, you know, I don't know that it matters, but, um, you know, they, there's some guy, Gorgon, that their feet, that's a, a character there. Well, I'd like to see who this, what this guy looks like. There's no photos of the shows, and there's, there's some video footage, but there's not a lot of that kind of stuff out there to, to promote what they're doing. Um, and I don't know how much that would help, but it certainly couldn't hurt. Well, that's the point. Yeah, I think you're right on the money, Larry. And, I mean, you know, when we have murder on, I mean, he's familiar with that building. He knows most of the players involved. I bet he's got some little crafty suggestions as well, you know, and because and they're willing to listen and people are rooting for them, and that's a yeah. good foundation for success. Right. It'd be one thing if it was a promotion everybody was hoping would die, like Stranglehold. Right. But, but if you're somebody who you're a good guy, Ezreal's a great guy, and they're really making that game effort and listening, I would just imagine, you know, things will hopefully will break in their direction in January. Yeah, I sure I sure hope so. Um, you know, um, before murder comes on, I wanted to touch on a couple of things from your P list, if you don't mind. Oh boy! Yes, please. The, you really, really hated that name, Bangers Only. I mean, I, I, I didn't like it, but I didn't like just despise it. But I have to say, you know, I don't know if it was the worst name. You, re, you know, I, I, maybe it's not a worst name, but it certainly wasn't an imaginative name since we wound up with two shows with the same name, Fight Before Christmas. Um, oh. It's, it's always tough at Christmas. I know the shows always wind up using the same old names, but to have two in the same season with the same name, not good. Fight Before Christmas. Um, what, what are some other popular, terrible, like, holiday names? Seasons Beatings. Oh, my God. Seasons Beatings has been used. Yes. That's that's one of the worst cliches, for sure. But bangers Only was funny, because that's a thing that most people seem to kind of comment on or hook on to or be mad about. I went to my kids and I said, there's a wrestling show and it was called and my kids waited and I said, bangers only. And they groaned. The little oh. one went bangers means songs. That doesn't even make sense. She's nine. <laughs> the That's the not older good. one, the older one went, dad, you know, when you come in and you say, Hey kids, that looks lit. And you smile and we groan. <laughs> That's what that is. It's old people trying to sound like young people. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I mean, okay. you know, that's both of my kids going, oh, that's old people trying to sound like young people. And that's what, that was my takeaway. And the other one was like, 
I mean, you can't. It's a. It's the kind of name that you can't say to somebody without being embarrassed about. <laughs> and I figure that's just not a good name. And everybody's had bad names for shows. Oh, especially yeah. because yeah. all of these guys name every freaking show. So you know. <laughs> so uh, moving on to something else on your list, of course the. Yes. Uh, I'll combine these, the ICW pay-per-view and the uh, soiree at Hankins House. That was a hoot. Yeah. It absolutely was, and that show was nuts, that that ICW. That was, I mean, I'm sure you and Mr. Bailey will have a wonderful time down in Florida. Oh, yeah. I mean, that ICW show, the Port Ritchie one, I mean, they just announced Alex Ocean against Lindsey Snow. What? (gasps) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, and Jeff immediately went, I thought, how's Jeff going to feel about that? He was like, oh, you got to, you know, Lindsay Snow, look up Lindsay Snow. What's the name of that other promotion, New Peace or something like that? Does it sound familiar? No, I don't Um, know. I guess they're Florida. It's it's the one they're doing the show for on the Friday before. It's not an ICW show. It's it's a new piece show. But I guess they do like deathmatch stuff. And I guess she did a deathmatch there against some dude recently, and it was an absolute bloodbath. And so Jeff was just like, I'm excited about Lindsay Snow. Oh, I bet Alex he is. Ocean. So I was I like, okay, you know. Well, you so, certainly got your quotient of blood Saturday night in that ICW show. Which is good because for a while I thought Jeff would be mightily disappointed. I don't think he really cared for match two and match three. No, it was looking a little little rough there early on. It was not looking good, but that changed. (laughs) (laughs) One other other thing I wanted to touch on from your list, you mentioned uh, meeting – you'd never met Andrew Alexander before. Right. how much you enjoyed it. Oh, my God. That guy – at the, the the last scenic city roast they did, his um, speech was was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. It was he was hysterically funny to me. Um, I didn't. I mean, I know he's a real a, a funny guy and a humorous, you know, great sense of humor. But man, he was just uproariously funny. Do you um, remember so, a joke that he told from that roast? No, it, but the thing of it was, it was all this self-deprecating humor that he just kept peppering <laughs> in there. That was just, it was awesome. It was just great. And I'm also so glad that you mentioned JT Talent. And what, isn't it wonderful oh. that he's come back onto the scene and come on, come back onto the scene with this, with these figures that are so great, and that he's, you know, like you said, wanted to give back and you know help out with. Um, you know, the awards and stuff. So it's great. I, I, you know, I I always enjoyed JT talent, seeing him at shows and I always, and I missed him when he, when he stopped coming around shows Tanner King, because he came around for a long time after he stopped wrestling. And then I don't think he's been around there too much lately, but, um, and he said he'd be uh, happy to come on the podcast anytime we want to shoot the bull too. So I'm probably going to do that sometime in 2021. Yes. He sent a, he sent a picture to me of my head for the figure and creepy, like scarily accurate. Like I was actually feeling, I was actually like, Oh my God. I mean, just seeing it was creepy enough to see when he did the like scanning capture stuff. I was like, 
my God, it's me. Like I, you know, I was already blown away. So to, once that figure gets painted, I, you know, whoo, something else, something else indeed. And I mean, I, I know the wrestlers have been ordering figures like mad. I would imagine after my full disclosure, they'll do it even more, but uh, just really exciting stuff. Really cool. I mean, again, state of Georgia, where else is this happening, Larry? Like, you know, I mean, it's just the coolest stuff happening. And the Georgia Wrestling History Awards, we've got, I mean, considering we were thinking of not doing them at all three months ago, now right. it feels like we have a genuine dogfight on our hand in categories that, honestly, last, last year were kind of foregone conclusions, or maybe it was between two people. This year it's shaping up where, a bunch of major categories have major contenders in all of them. I can't right. wait to see how things pan out, especially once AWE knocks out their big show and all of that. I think it's going to really change the landscape of the voting. Well, that's a nice segue, Mr. Platinum. Yes, um, sir. <laughs> AWE and their um, big show coming up because we got the man with us. Yes. Right here, joining the tipping point, the legendary man, that murder one. That motherfucking segue was on point. Yes, <laughs> thank you for noticing. God, I appreciate damn. it, guys. Yes, I was listening. You know, I was like, I hope they, I hope they bring me on right when he said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. <laughs> Murder, How you doing, man? What is going what on? What is I'm going right, on? I'm like, survive that chilling. four hours of taping and all the booking, and I mean. Are you are you run right? Because you went from nothing to sixty miles an hour right off the bat, right? I mean, for that's, that's like how you do it, though, right? That's how that's you do true. it, though, right? You come out, you come out the fucking box strong. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We've been on lockdown for fucking forty nine years, so when I saw the ocean, I'm out the fucking house, bro. I'm out this bitch. Mask on, full sprint. I'm back, Georgia wrestling. What the fuck you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? I, that's the shit I'm on. What the fuck? What 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 what, what type of shit y'all on this month? I'm on some takeover shit. What y'all trying to do? <laughs> so so the, the the positive with all the tapings and stuff like that is you really got to set some things up for show of the year. So what are the what are the big stories? What's the theme that you? I mean, do, what's your vision for show of the year? I mean, because it is super unusual this year and all this shit going on. So, what's your thought and vision for show of the year? The vision is the vision is in the title itself, show of the year. Before we had the TV gimmick, we tried to do at the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? We tried to hit it when nobody else could come back and do a show. We tried to hit show of the year and leave this motherfucker smoking on into the next year which I think we do pretty much, you know. Show of the year never fucking fails. In my eyes, it doesn't. I don't yeah. give a fuck what everybody else say. It always does what it's supposed to do. But uh, we got, like you said, you know, this one is just like, I guess it's a, we in this bitch, you know what I'm saying? Because this is the only show we had planned, really, that we wanted to do. And then the TV shit just kind of just like fell in the inbox and we had to just do that taping and get everything ready for January. But show of the year is just going to be, a, you know what I'm saying? I guess it's a, like a, a celebration, you know? It really doesn't have that much continuity. Well, now it does. It, it wasn't supposed to have any continuity with the TV. 
but I can't do shit. I can't, I can't, you know what I'm saying, have like a, a show that doesn't fit what we're trying to do right now. So some of those matches at show of the year will make it to the TV probably like week five or some shit. Ah, so it keeps okay. the story moving. Yeah, man, I'm, I, I thought this shit out. This is, this is the move right here. This is what I, I mean. When we set out to do wrestling, I've always said I want to do TV. Josh wasn't feeling that shit because Josh thinks you know how you know how he thinks. Once he gets something in his head, nah, he keeps pushing that way. But I was like, you know, yeah. you gonna do, if, to be taken serious anywhere in this fucking game, you gotta have some TV. And I took that back to the days, you know, Wildside. You know, what I'm saying Wildside made people names. Wildside yes. did wonders for people's fucking careers. So this is what I want to do, but I'm not going to do it just like that. I want to add something more to it. I don't want to use, you know, all the talent that everybody shares around like a heroin needle. I just want to get the people that you can't see so I could justify hitting you in the head for 25 bucks. Right, right. And you certainly had some of that on the taping. Yeah. Um, With with Killer Kelly and Priscilla there. Yeah. If I want to do TV, I want to have some shit that makes you want to watch. You hear all those people talking about hitting the demographics and shit. They they don't hit. They mean they may hit the demographic, but think about how much more of the demographic you would hit if you had some real talented females that not only could wrestle but look good. You got you know yeah. some dudes that aren't 185 pounds. You know you got some motherfuckers with pectorals and some goddamn traps these times. You know what I'm saying? That's that's your part from everything. Am I wrong, Steve? Am I wrong? You're not wrong. You know how I am about it. I mean, I you know when when we used women and we didn't use a lot. I was like, my rule was you're either hot as hell or tough as shit, or preferably both, right? Preferably I don't both. I don't have I don't have room for ordinary, right? Like there's just no room for it because there's a ton of people who look the same. I just need yeah. I mean, who like out of the tapings. What surprised you? Did anybody like really step up or did anybody let you hey, down? Like, you know who stepped the fuck up? Yeah. AC Mac. AC Mac. Because I told him, before you go out there, do not do the same shit that you do on everybody else's show. I want something fresh and new. This is what we're going to do. We're going to reverse everything you do. You're going to talk after the match. He went in, did what he had to do. Perfect. Everything, he hit everything that I wanted. Hit the promo, motherfuckers hated him. Came back out, motherfuckers hated him. Right, Larry? Yeah, yeah. And then he and then he picked up on that guy in the crowd and just ad libbed that second promo. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what I like. I like you know, I like somebody that be able to grab the mic and just go off the top, like I would. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jeff does, like Bailey does. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no time to sit there and think about your shit. AC Mack impressed the fuck out of me. Austin Towers, he stepped in and impressed the fuck out of me. Tell him, hey, man, you got to stop bumping for all these little motherfuckers, man, because you ain't no real guy. You're fucking falling for these dudes. I think, I think he's good. I mean, times. <laughs> well, but, you, but you know what? I think Larry said he. I think he's heard that a few times. I think what it is, though, like after being at Southern Honor, it's often the guys sort of talk to each other and they see it as sort of a team vibe where, where they're like, 
I mean, I don't want to put anybody out on front street, but I was kind of shocked at like the guys were less worried about themselves and more worried about their boys. And there's nothing wrong with that, but wrestling, I mean, it's about winning. <laughs> and if you're going out there and yeah. you're really competing with everybody, of course you want a vision. Of course you want everybody working for the show. But when it comes down to it, I want guys who are like hungry. Like that's the word I kept using on Friday. I was like, you motherfuckers got it. I want to see hungry. I want to see the guy. I want, that's a motherfucker like, to, I, I want a motherfucker to see ACH wrestling go, you know what? He fucked up by going on early. I'm going to go out here and make motherfuckers forget about him. Yes. You don't see that. You see everybody say, man, my boy did this. My boy did this. You hype your boy up so fucking much. Then your boy goes on and does greater things than you sitting there left holding your dick because you didn't worry about yourself. Yeah. I mean, I want that competitive. I mean, even when I was, God knows, I jogged five billion times when I wrestled. But I always, like, I was like, I got to get my heat back. And I want, I want the match with the big whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to make that yeah. happen no matter what. And, of course, you know, it's like, you know, it's the boys are like, oh, it's sad you have to job all the time. I'm like, I mean, I'm getting paid more than everybody, <laughs> and I'm getting the match that I want. So, you the know. To, and that's where they – see, that's where people forget. Pro wrestling is a business. It's not something where you go and kick it with your homeboys in the back sitting around smelling somebody stanking and sitting in your drawers and shit and boots. No, you're there to get paid. You're there to do a job. Then you can go out after your job and do what you got to do. But while you're there, I can't stress it enough, motherfuckers need to treat this shit like a job. Yeah. Because you're getting paid for a service. You're getting paid for your, to do what you do. I don't know about you. I can't speak for everybody, but, hey, man, that shit hurts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to, like, you know, Oh, let me just fall off this shit onto this hard ass shit and keep doing this shit and not get paid. Let me just go hang out with Chip Day and fucking split my head open. No, I don't do that. You got to pay me to come out the fucking house, and everybody should look at it like that. Yeah, I mean, fun is fun is being great. <laughs> fun is yeah. getting paid to do something you're enjoying. Not yes. fuck around time. I mean, I'm all about fucking around. I mean, God, you see me in a locker room. I mean, I'm fucking cutting jokes and all that shit. But like, but the end know, of the day, it was like, thing, you, when, yeah. you, when it's time to do your job, you do your job and you don't bullshit about your job. You go because you know. I mean, you know, it's wrestling. I mean, we're gonna go and we're gonna sit there for two or three hours just to go and do something for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. You gotta entertain yourself but you can't lose track of why you're there. Yes. One thing I liked in the tapings a lot when I read about them is, and it surprised me, I'll be honest. I thought that there would be like this core group of like eight people who worked all four hours. But Larry said, but you guys really, people showed up two times tops. What was your thinking behind having a bigger crew and was it hard to sort of keep this idea of four one-hour shows when people are only working twice? Now, I don't, I, now of course, I didn't see the vignettes, right, and those are going to be worked into the show. But what yeah. was the thinking behind bringing in a bigger crew and having people only okay. work two times out of four? Have you ever played this uh, fucking simulator called EWR? Yeah. It's a book simulator. <laughs> And I've always had this problem when I play this game. I turn up the fucking budget 
to fucking 42 trillion and I just book everybody. <laughs> and then I have like an oversurplus of people and I have to figure out how to use everybody because, you know, even though you have those people on the roster, it takes your money away even if you don't use them. So I figured out how to do that shit. You'd be surprised what a fucking blunt in a laptop does for my fucking creativity. <laughs> hey, um, murder! I, I I noticed after the show, you um, in one in one of your posts, you um gave a gave a nod to Bill Barons and learning yeah. from him about uh, formatting or taping, doing TV taping. Can you be more specific about what you learned from Bill? I learned how to. First of all, I learned how to take everybody's weaknesses and hide the motherfuckers. I learned that from Bill. I learned about the – so I learned formatting because I used to like, you know, most people don't do this in the arena, but I used to pick up after myself and straighten up the floor, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and I oh you're the one. Form- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to grab the format sheets and study mm. them. And, you know, I was like, one day. And I used to say to myself, one day, I'm fucking – doing somebody's TV, I'm going to do my own TV. But, you know, and I'd always just study his format sheets and how he did it. Even though he did, you know, he would do two weeks at a time and still fit in, you know, the people that he had to fit in. I was just like, shit, let me just double that and just work it in and tell more stories through backstage shit and more interactions, more vignettes, more promos, and not have everybody burning themselves out. Everybody gets their TV time one way or another. Everybody, right. mostly, mostly. I'm not gonna say everybody, but mostly, mostly everybody that was on the four hours would be on every week of TV in some capacity. Right. Well, I'm glad that Bill Barons is already asleep because it's 7:30, so his head cannot get bigger. But <laughs> I mean, that's he's so gonna wake smart, up at 4:30. He's gonna wake up at 4:30 in the morning and hear this shit fucking float to wherever the fuck you gotta be. Yeah. You, you know, murder. I I thought for for four hours of TV, the first time you're out of, out of the box doing four hours, that thing ran really smooth. Um, you, I, I had radios and everything. I had a checklist of shit I had. Before I went into that show, checklist of shit that I had to have, things that I picked up from fucking, you know, fucking around with Jody Hamilton and and uh, Nick Patrick down at Rampage, you know, what I'm saying Bill, going and doing other things all around, you know, like the UWF shit, you know, going to doing the little the job matches that I did at TNA, all that shit, just being backstage, I just I would watch, while everybody was watching the monitor, I'm watching the motherfuckers putting on the show. I'm trying to sneak out to the truck. I'm trying to hear what fucking Terry Taylor and Dutch Mantel's doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm trying to hear Dust talk. I'm trying to hear all that shit. Because I'm like, I'm here? I'm not just going to sit around and eat catering and, you know, sneak out to the parking lot, blaze a blunt, do what I got to do. No. I'm going to fucking sit here and I'm going to pick these people's brains. I'm going to fucking sit in, even if I'm not wanted. And I'm going to learn this shit. Because, you know, when this is over, I love wrestling so much that when I'm done in the ring, which is always getting close, real close, I want to do something else. And the best thing to do is transition into the, into the backstage area. And that's what I'm prepping for. Uh, well, another thing I really loved about this, the way you did it, was that, you know, because you had like one, you had one, the main event, you gave that length, but you did a lot of short matches. You got a lot of people exposed in four weeks of TV. 
by hey, by doing those shorter matches. Match, man. You know, you got to have enhancers. You got to have people there to help somebody elevate. And then you got those people that could be, you know, future players for you in the future. It's, it's, man, it's, it's a beautiful thing how I got this shit working, man. I got a good team this time. I got, you know what I'm saying, Josh has calmed down. He's in a good mm-hmm. head space. Fucking production team is always on point. You know what I'm saying? The commentary got Huckabee on the commentary, anchoring it down with Danny. Everything is running so smooth. It took a minute, but you know what I'm saying? We got it together and we're here. I wasn't so going to when, we when we was drawing yeah. seven people in fucking Jonesboro. I wasn't going to stop because I know. You ever had that feeling that you know that you meant to do something or you got the skills to fucking do something that you know if you stick with it, eventually that shit's going to stick, even if people looking at you crazy and they thinking that you're losing your houses and all that shit? I, I can't relate to that at all myself, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I treat wrestling. I treat wrestling just like people used to treat the dope game. Keep it going. You got yeah. your dry spells. You got your good spells. Indeed, indeed. Well, and I just happen, one I thing, just happen to cook the best crack in, in Georgia right now. Well, one thing I wondered about is, you know, clearly by the by the fourth episode, the crowd was they were starting to die out a little bit. Do you plan on do, doing four to clip every time, or, or maybe only? No, three? no, no. We, we're going to do two or three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just needed yeah. four to get through the fucking month of gotcha. January. That way I can take a take a little breather and get the other shit rolling. I got the foundation laid. Now we're just going to build on that bitch and keep it moving. You know, when the when the TV th- deal was announced, I know there was definitely some skepticism about in some quarters about, well, what would this really be worth on this this little, uh, you know, TV network thing. But one thing that uh, jumped out at me, correct me if I'm wrong on this, is that this show will also air on the Internet, not just on the right – it will air on their website, the Right Now TV website. You don't have to have Right Now TV. It has, has, like I said, like 19 markets across the country. It's got the Roku app, and Roku's access to like 30, 40 million people. Then, like I said, you can go watch it on their website too. So, like, it's it's got the potential. People say, you know, the small, whatever, whatever. It's got the it's got the reach to reach millions of homes, millions of phones, millions of tablets, and all that shit. It's a, it's you know what I'm saying. That to make some money off of, which I yeah. have that plan already. Yeah, I, I mean, mean when gave, we were they fucked around and gave me free TV. <laughs> I mean, when you know we're there at Hankins. And Hankins got like 87 TVs in his fucking house. And so, you know, we got one thing playing on one thing. We got another thing playing. He's got the soccer game because he's into that bullshit. And he's got a football game playing. And then I remember thinking, like, this is pretty amazing. Like, we're watching this old school wrestling thing that just gives a random smattering. We're watching, like, women's independent pro wrestling on another TV. So, I mean, what you guys are doing is you're getting in the game. Right. And like you're in the game and now it's just a matter of what are you going to do that's going to catch people's eye and make them make them a fan. So they go out of their way to watch you. And I know you guys got that down. <laughs> it's not just going to yeah. look like the in, it's some independent show that you would see from fucking whatever, South Carolina, some bullshit. Right. It's going to have a hook. It's going to have something interesting. It's going to have a little flavor there where it's going to be like, OK, I'm going to tune in because I want to see what this guy's doing and what that guy's doing. So. 
And then I got something else. You know, I'll just go ahead and I'll let y'all in on this shit, and I'll deal with people later if they say, oh, man, you wasn't fun to talk. But you remember the little VH1 thing we did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the rappers want the rappers want to help out again. But this time monetary. <laughs> this time monetary. You know what I'm saying? They want, they got visions. They want to see this shit grow too. Because they had so much fun doing it. So now That's they want to throw money at us. Nothing wrong with that. And I'm, and I'm wide the fuck open and I'm about to catch it in the end zone. I secured the bag, y'all. <laughs> uh, hey, murder! I see. I see this thing. Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. Atlanta's wild. Atlanta's wildest night by invitation only. What's up with that? Oh, we just you know what I'm saying keeping a keeping a bottle on the the crowd. That's all. We just take a precaution. If you want a ticket, you know, say so we capping them at like I think two 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 fifty maybe two. I think it's two again. But you know, with the shit, you know, they saying the shit is rising up. I just want to cap it. You have to sign up with you have to sign up for the email to get your link for the ticket. That way, I can't have gotcha. nobody like not taking the ticket link down and then having more people show up at the door, which any other time would be a good problem. But I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to pack it out and have people have that, you know, that, that whole Indiana shit happen again, game changer thing where everybody started getting sick and shit. I, I can't do that. We. We did right, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's good yeah. on the last show. You know what I'm saying? And I want to keep it like that. Uh, so I wanted to, ask, I wanted I wanted to, to ask you about that, as, that aspect, too. I wanted to ask you about Go that, ahead. too, Murder, because, you know, you, you know, other companies went ahead and, and, and ran. And, of course, as you know, some places ran without mask requirement at all. You guys decided to lay low and not try to run at all um, for all that time. Did, did you, you know, did you guys consider some, doing something different, or was this, you know, you just weren't going to, nah, just weren't going to go out there in this I environment? Ha- I just had to see, I had to see what the temperature was, man, because I don't want, you know, what I'm saying, I love the people that I work, that work for me, I love them, I love them to death. So I don't want to put them in harm, and I don't want to put the fans, you know, the fans that rock with us, I don't want to put them in harm either. And then like venues, I don't want to put get them a, a bad rap and have them get shut down and can't come back. So. We played it safe, and we, me and Josh both was like, yo, if we can't come back, we want to plan for show of the year, but if we can't, fuck it. There's other days, we'll come back, we'll build our momentum back, and we'll get what we need to be. Body's life. We ain't playing with nobody's life. Was it fucking frustrating watching groups sort of run willy-nilly? I mean, like when I hear about that KLT, BLT, whatever the fuck group, that's out there and they've got 500 people and you know, they, they have less, less masks than they do teeth in their head. Like, I mean, do you look at that and does that frustrate you? I mean, I can only it imagine if I was shit out of me. Okay. I mean, because, everybody plays it off yeah, like, so, Oh, you know, people can do whatever yeah. they want, but I'm like, eh. if, you know, <laughs> if those motherfuckers fuck up, it fucks it up for me. It fucks it up for Gary. It fucks it up for David. It fucks it up, you know, for anybody, it fucks it up for everybody. If they fuck up and get everybody sick and get the pandemic going, then you might have a chance of the athletic commission getting involved and all that shit. You know these motherfuckers ain't got no licenses and no fucking registrations for this shit. You know me, Gary, and David probably the only fucking <laughs> for legal sure. ones. In, anything Bill got going on is we the only legal ones in this bitch. So to keep that shit down, y'all motherfuckers need to chill. It doesn't hurt to put a fucking mask on. I'm used to it now. 
But, yeah, you know, I everybody's mean, got everybody's every, You know, you get these certain people that, oh, I'm in the wrestling business. I do this. Fuck that. You need to be in the I'm going to try to save my life business because if your pussy ass die, you're not in the wrestling business no more. You can't run shows. If somebody says, oh, man, 15 people got sick at this show, your ass isn't the one to blame. You're going to get shut down. You're going to be the dumbass. You know what I'm saying? People are going to start coming for you. People don't think ahead. They just want to say, I drew 500 people on a Saturday night. But in the long in the long con, how does that help anybody? Well, looking ahead, like speaking of like, I mean, what do you think is going to happen in 2021? There's a way, no way to know for sure. But do you do you have a time where you think, all right, I think we might get to normal around this month, uh, where we're not yeah. having to worry about this stuff as much? I'm looking at I'm looking at the summer, man. If anything, I hope so. Yeah. But I'm really waiting on these people, the first wave of these people, to test out this vaccine for me. You know what I'm saying? The first round of people take that shit and see if they fucking lose their hair and turn into goddamn adult Caillou-looking motherfuckers or something. Y'all got to do it first. (laughs) Well, I mean, a a healthy person of your age, Murder, you're going to be down the line before you're going to be seeing any vaccine anyway. You're you're nowhere close to the front of the line. I watched this I watched this TV show on Hulu called Euphoria and it was all about like some vaccine and some flu shit and the twist and that motherfucker scared the shit out of me. So I don't trust the vaccine right now and I got to wait and see. Cuz in Euphoria the vaccine they gave you sterilized you for like five generations. Nah, so you know, I mean it, to me I got three kids already so it ain't going to fucking do me no different. <laughs> so tell me about tell me about show of the year. What's what's the thinking behind it? Obviously, you know, is it it's like a, a celebration? It's a, it's is it a celebration? It's a party. Yeah, you gonna come see some wrestling? You're gonna see me drink some Hennessy? You might drink some Hennessy. You know what I'm saying? Just come and celebrate, unwind, and let's usher out this fucked up year that was 2020. We usher that bitch out. 2020 has overstayed as welcome. Uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. About like 32 years and six months at the same time. Yes. Mm. It was so yeah. long, yet it's so quick. Yeah. I'm ready for that shit to be over with. <laughs> what are the what are the <laughs> what are the bangers only matches that you have for us? <laughs> Kelly versus Allison K. We yeah. got a six man with Anthony Henry, James Drake, and Chip Day versus Young Dumb and Broke. We have ACH versus Homicide. Mm-hmm. And uh that's all I can remember off the top of my head. I mean and again, these are strategy. matches. This is on brand because these are matches you're not going to see anywhere else, but that you want to see when you hear about them. That's your guide. I mean, if somebody said, sum up AWE in a nutshell, that's it. You're going to see stuff there that you're not going to see anywhere else, and you're not even going to want to know how badly you want to see them until you hear about them. And then you're going to be like, yeah, that sounds great. And that's how we get down. 
I just, I, I just, I just like y'all just gotta wait. The plans we got for AC Mac, man. He's like my favorite dude on the roster right now. Well, I'm I'm very excited about seeing AC Mac. Not 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 that there's anything wrong with what he does at Action or what he did at Southern Honor, but an opportunity to do something different that that excites me about him because he's such a talented guy. But I can tell you, AC Mac will be a show of the year. He'll be there. I can't remember. I wrote all this shit down, but I'm not buying my stuff right now. Yeah. Hey, murder on on another topic. How do you how do you Uh-oh. feel about uh, becoming a Hall of Famer out there at Landmark? Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I forgot the date. When is it? When did I miss it? <laughs> it's the twenty sixth. <laughs> the twenty sixth. That's right. Of this month. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. Um. Okay. Yeah, I feel great about it. I mean. I bled in that motherfucking building. I actually, I cut my, you know, I cut my teeth in that building. That's where the the legend was actually born. Under the watch of Bill Barons. Me and Corey Chavis. Tearing shit up. Making people want to fight us. Being blowed the fuck up before we even have a match because I fucking have to fight the fans. Yeah. <laughs> and what I always say, though, you really want to fucking... If you from if you from these parts and you want to get on, you need to go through the church first, man. Gosh, mm-hmm. you got to pay your dues and go through the church. You got to do a hardcore hell. So we're looking we're looking at Murder One, Larry Goodman is who they wanted as well. Who else was on that list, Larry? Do you know? Well, it's it's correct me if I'm wrong, but it's you and Corey both going in. Oh, yeah. awesome. And uh, Todd Sexton. Now, I, if there's someone, if there's others, I don't know. Those are the ones I'm aware of. Because I remember I, he was he asked uh, Rick asked me who I wanted to induct me and shit, and I was like Bill Barrett. If Bill's not going to do it, I'm not going to show up. I don't want no ordinary person to do it. <laughs> You're here. I, I want Billy Blade Barons to speak the name. And induct me into his Hall of Fame. So the only landmark. thing I, it's, not, it's not Wildside, right? Right, it's landmark. So okay. I mean, if when and if Bill does it, I would just ask for him to not use your real name. I know Bill loves doing that. This <laughs> is <just> like, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> they doing that shit. He does. <laughs> he learned. He learned that shit from New Jack. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, every time it's like, you know, I was talking with Alan, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Oh, he's like, oh, uh-huh. AJ Styles. I see. <laughs> I see what this is. Okay. Right. You know how long it was before I even knew that Alan was AJ's real name? <laughs> we never asked. <laughs> That's quite a class. That's quite a class because it's hard. It's hard to top. You know what I mean? It's hard to match because no matter how much people say, oh, you know, you shouldn't compare year to year. Who the fuck wouldn't compare year to year? And I think, you know, you, Chavis, Larry, and uh, Todd, I mean, pretty solid stuff there for sure. Larry, Larry, if you weren't too cool to skip out on it like you are, who would you want to induct you? 
Uh, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, when, when, it was, <laughs> when, when it was, when it was going to be early this year, you know, before everything happened, uh, Jeff, Jeff had agreed to do it and it, oh. it, it had offered to do it. And then of course, hardcore hell didn't take place. And then this hardcore hell, I'll be in Chicago. I won't be there for it. So hopefully, uh, we can do it in twenty uh twenty one. Mm. Ooh. Damn, Larry ain't even gonna be there for his own coordination. Yeah. Fiddy like that. Well murder, anything else you wanna say before you before you get off of here? Nah, I'm good. I had a good time. I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh no, man. It's, it's been, always been great. Like it's been about always fifteen great. years since I've done this. But yeah, I appreciate you. But like I said, show of the year, December 27th, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. Your new crack is back. <laughs> if you can take a hit. <laughs> oh, my awesome. God. <laughs> oh, yeah, crack is back. Oh the crack God. is back. We on the block. Oh. <laughs> Lovely. And it's going to be. Banger. No, I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> yeah, don't say, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all take Thanks it easy, all right? Man. I'm about to pull out. Y'all be safe, all right? Peace. Absolutely. Thanks. Larry, I have a follow-up question. Yeah. So with this, with this year, with the dynamic changing, because show of the year has always gotten completely ignored. Right, because by then right. the nominees were in, people were in the midst of voting, so they, so at best they got write-in votes, which, which is not the same. But this year, we're not doing shit until the year is done, right? Just, just to get as many voices in. With that in mind, because what's the show of the year? I'm, I'm really having a tough time mentally placing what the show of the year nominees are going to be. I think show of the year can come in, swoop in. Um, what's your? Do you have any strong leanings towards good shows that you saw this year? Um, I have to say, nothing really jumps out in my mind to say, "Oh, this is the one." I mean, the, the last Southern Honor show, where you know it was, it was. Huck and Joe was a phenomenal show, right? Up and down, but it happened so long ago. Right. So I'm curious, you know, it feels wide open. It feels like a bunch of people, especially since COVID's been done, have done these really good shows, but did anybody do a show that was like, wow, jaw dropping blow you away? I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry I didn't see the Southern Fried show at the um, Landmark Live, certainly on tape. Yeah. It, it looked like it could have been a, a, a show of the year, no doubt. I, you know, I didn't see enough of Gary Lamb shows live to be a real good judge. Certainly, the the, the Black Huck one would be would be right up there. Right. Um, Anarchy, as you, I think you pointed out in one of your videos, they could blow it away at um, Hardcore Hell and come up with a That's show right. of the year coming into this last weekend. And show of the year from AWE could do it as well. When you look at the lineup of people they got coming, um, definitely could happen. And it's, it's all about, you know, elections are all about, you know, long-term things that really come down to somebody <laughs> pulling a lever at the last second, right? So 
I mean, I, I love that it feels so wide open. I mean, if I had to say, you know, I, it's it's fascinating, but I do think it's only fair that really Anarchy and AWE are both going to get that loud voice right at the end of the year. Um, I think it just makes for it makes things more interesting. It kind of puts a bigger consequence on stuff because that Anarchy card, I got to tell you, it looks really good as well for the twenty. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad that. Uh you know, AWE is getting a shot because they've been, you know, basically quiet all year long. And as you, as you said, show that year never gets any due because of, because of when it's placed. So um, I tend to think that, you know, the way the voting goes, there probably won't get enough eyes on that show to win an award, no matter, no matter how good it is. Um, but just the fact is they the do have a chance. And if they can get that video, it's all about the video and the buzz coming off of the show. Because because they, they have enough people on that show. Because remember, this is a this is an award voted on by wrestlers, promote the, the people who are in the wrestling business in the state of Georgia. So if enough of the boys go, man, that show was awesome, that can make the difference in the voting. So that's what I why I find it. The, the awards in general so interesting in this year in particular because if you get a group of 15 wrestlers who go one way you and i both know based on years past if you've got 15 votes going in a direction that's enough to turn the tide for most of the categories you mm-hmm. know so mm-hmm. i'll be interested to see that's for sure yeah, absolutely cool well larry great show Special thanks to our guest, Murder One. Always a good interview, for sure. Always a good promo, for that matter. And um, what do you got going on this weekend, Larry? I got nothing. The only uh, show that I'm aware of that's happening is, uh, well, no, no, it's not one. There's two. It's Pro Pro South's anniversary show. And Mm -hmm. uh, Pro Wrestling Circuit making their return. That's right. At, at, at face to face. Now Rob Rod may have dug up some other shows, but those are the only ones that I'm aware of that are running this weekend. I'm certainly going to be checking out the the Pro South stream because um, this this is clearly this is a real big show for them. Me as well. I'm uh, I'm actually going to try to watch the show beginning to end. Find a way to transmit it to my television so I don't go nuts looking at it on a tablet. And uh, yeah, I really want to give them to honor them. You know, not, not that it's an honor to have me watching, but I really want to do that show justice by watching it in its entirety. So I'm excited and interested for sure. Um, one other thing I'm wondering about is we need to get we meaning G, you know George Wesley History needs to have some eyeballs on the um, Anarchy show and on the AWE show because I'm I'm not going to be those eyeballs. I don't know what Rob Rod's plans are, but I'm sure we'll be figuring that out. We shall see. There's even a small chance yours truly may return to the state that weekend. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. We'll have to see. And if I'm going to be there, I would certainly go to Anarchy at the very least. We shall see. But, but yeah, we need to to get some uh, voices out there and... You know, I'll, I'll 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 shake the bushes and make sure we got eyes on both of those because both of those shows certainly deserve reports of note. So. Yeah, and I and I know Nick and my Myron have threatened to go to AWE, but and maybe this will be their time to get yeah. out there. We'll see. If, if, we'll if, see. if there's one you want to go to, this is the one. So, but yeah, well, 
Thank you for joining us. Larry's already working on our guests for our next show. Um, and there's a matter that needs to be settled that I believe we're going to try to settle on the next tipping point as well. I um, believe we are. We, 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 we hope to do that tonight. We weren't able to, but I think we're going to be able to do it on the next show. Great. Make sure you take, check out gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com for all that wrestling goodness happening in the state of Georgia and really the southeast in general and really the national scene. I, myself, later on, am going to be watching AEW Dark and Impact Wrestling because apparently, you. apparently self-preservation is something that I've lost in my old age. And <laughs> In any case, thanks to Murder One again. For Larry Goodman, I'm Stephen Platinum. Thank you for joining us for The Chicken Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.